This is the Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. All right, we're back. Uh, Jesse here and Georgette, and we've got a special guest today, uh, Adam McKenzie uh, from adammckenzie.net, and he's uh, committed to helping others succeed. Uh, how are you doing, Adam? I'm great. Thanks, Jesse. Awesome. Thank you, you for being doing? on our, our podcast today. Yep. It is my pleasure. Awesome. So um, I know Georgette and I both have a lot of questions for you, and uh, we're excited to learn a little bit more about what you do and and um, a little bit about your business. But why don't why don't we do this first of all? What, would you mind um, letting everybody know a little bit about who you are and you know what your background is and and uh, how you got what, how you got into the fitness business? Uh, for sure, I'll, I'll give you the short version because it, it is a bit of a story. Uh, look, I've been in the industry now 16 years, you know, started like most people working, you know, as as a trainer in a gym, all the way back to the days where I was teaching pump and step aerobics in my little spandex shorts, um, which was awesome. Um, I, can't, basically, I can't. Don't, don't imagine it. Don't even go there. Um I um, started my first personal training business when I was 19, um, have had seven different training businesses since then, owned four different gyms, managed a big chain of gyms, um, all the way through to, I guess, developing my own software, um, obviously now products and programs to trainers, and, and I do a lot of coaching to, to personal trainers around the world as well. So it's been, that's the short version. Um, oh. It's been um, an awesome ride, but you know, at my heart, I guess, and what I love more than anything is to, is to really help people, whether it's with fitness, financially, business-wise, you know, anything I can do to, to add to someone's life is really what excites me the most. And uh, you're in the land down under, as we call it up here. <laughs> up here. <laughs> I am indeed. Yeah, look, I, I spent um, <laughs> two years living in Phuket, Thailand, uh, which was just amazing. Um, so I moved back to Australia about a year ago. Oh, okay. And are you, you're from there originally? Uh, that's a story in its own. <laughs> I lived in, I've lived in Australia for most of my life, but I was actually born in Hong Kong. Uh, lived in wow. South Africa for five years, um, so um, I don't know what they'd call it over there, but sometimes here I get called a mongrel. I'm a, I'm a, a mix of breeds. <laughs> wow, that sounds pretty cool. Wow. So, uh, and and when you started off uh, um, in fitness, what got you interested in fitness to begin with? Uh, great question. Uh, for me, I was at school. I was I used to play a high level of rugby union, so I got um, selected to represent my state. I guess you would call it uh, in my last two years of school and the year after school. Um, I got injured, as we all have our professional stories. Um, I got injured really badly, and actually ended up working with an amazing physio. And he was actually someone who said, hey, look, while you're injured, why don't you go and do a course? You know, you obviously love training. You obviously love 
this sort of thing. Why don't you go do a course while, you know, we rehabilitate? And um, that's basically how I got my first start in the fitness industry. Yeah, that's not Oh, amazing. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprised you didn't go into physical therapy. <laughs> Oh, I went into massage. I'm a, I'm a remedial massage therapist. I worked for, um, I guess, what would you call it over there? I worked for a, like a government agency that used to support stroke victims from car accidents. So any serious car accidents, this government agency would, I guess, recruit different trainers to rehabilitate um, these people. So I used to work with a whole lot of um, stroke victims, car accidents, a lot of motor neuron, neurological stuff as well. So, yeah, I, I guess I did get into that side of things for a while, um, but, yeah, it was interesting. I didn't know that part That part of you. I, I'm, I've known you for a couple of years. I mean, I think when you first came out with uh, fitness contests and challenges for Fit Pros in, what was it, 2012 or 13? Somewhere yeah, around. I think it's 2012. Yeah, it was yeah. a while ago. And that's, you know, when I first really got to know a little bit more about you and who you were. But, um, yeah. It, it's yeah. I just love like the accent. I, look my... <laughs> well, it's funny. I just Over have to here. say I love your accent. Yeah. And and the, and the wor- and the different vocabulary you guys have, you should de- you need to teach a, me a course in that. I like the the word physio. We don't really use the same words. I love it. I think it's great. You, Keep on doing what it. What was you for? <laughs> <laughs> well, just all, a it's lot of the, a lot of the words you guys use are just a just a a little tiny bit different from us, and I just think it's fantastic. It's it's uh, <laughs> it, it just makes it more interesting. You sound smarter than me already. I'm a little intimidated, so that's good. <laughs> I wouldn't be intimidated at all. It, it's funny, you know. Over here, over here, most people think I have an accent. I always get to ask if I'm Canadian over here, whereas I speak to my friends in Canada and the U.S. And obviously, they all think I sound like an Aussie. But it's um, ah. yeah, it's it's. It, it, is there some South African thrown in there too, or something? I think so. And I grew up in an American international school in Hong Kong, so my accent's a bit all over the place. Yeah, it's that mongrel accent. <laughs> it is. There you go, mongrel. I like it. You got it. You got it. Uh, so you know, uh, you you went really quick over this, Adam. But I'm 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 curious. I'm really curious about what makes people tick and and what makes them you know dr- driven to succeed and motivated. That our listeners benefit a lot from hearing about that. You know, the psychology behind what makes somebody succeed. And you've got a pretty amazing story that you sort of threw in, t- in a nutshell there in, you know, in 30 seconds. But you talked about, you know, starting, you know, in fitness. And then, you know, before you knew it, you had all, you had, uh, what did you say, seven or eight different businesses. And then you were managing a chain of clubs. I mean, that doesn't just happen overnight. That must have yeah. been quite yeah. a process. And what uh, I, I, what what made you uh, driven to do all that? And and you know, I'd love to hear kind of what got you motivated to to work that hard. Most people don't work that hard, man. <laughs> it's a good question. Like I said, I definitely gave you the short version. Um, look, I'm I'm always somebody at my core. Like I had my first job when I was 12. Um, by the age of 17, I had my own fence building uh, business, where wow. myself and my roommate used to build fences on weekends and earn about five to six hundred bucks each. Um, so I've always been just super motivated to do stuff. I've, I've, I've got hardcore ADD. 
Um, so I always needed to either get into a lot of physical activity or I need to always be busy. Um, when I got into the fitness industry, like most people, yeah, I got pretty you know, bored of, of the one-on-one model, which it was back then. You know, I sort of got up to 60 one-on-one hours a week. So then me being the genius that I am, I thought I'll go to a massage course and add another 20 hours a week of massage on top of the 60, um, mm. which <laughs> as most trainers, <laughs> as most of us know, you know, it was just crazy. I had no life at all. You know, I could hardly move my hands at the end of most days because they were so sore between boxing, weightlifting, spotting and massaging people. Um, so then I thought this is crazy. So as Georgetta, you know, always explains in a lot of her programs, in terms of leverage, you know, I, I decided to open my first outdoor group training, sort of boot camp business, um, and grew that pretty quickly. It was a franchise, so I guess like you guys have Adventure Boot Camp. We, we have a company in Australia called Step Into Life, um, and it was, um, yeah, it was. I hated being a part of a franchise. I grew my venue to, you know, I was the first person in Australia to have two locations in this franchise, and... Long story short, it was just, you know, it, like anything that is a franchise, you're always limited with what you can and can't do. So I quickly decided I needed to get out of that. So that's when I looked at opening up my first facility. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which also, again, you know, anyone who's followed me for a while or has even watched any of the videos and fitness contests and challenges 1.0 or any of my products will know that when I opened my first facility, I pretty much did everything wrong. Um you know, I offered low price memberships. Uh, I had lots of value. I had massive overheads. I spent way too much in setup costs. And that business was in a lot of trouble for a long time. And through some really, you know, reaching out to other mentors, through lots of, you know, pain and, you know, I had to sell my house. I had to put everything into it. Um, we were able to, to really turn that business around from losing on average around 12 to 20K a month. Um, to being in around thirty to forty thousand dollars profit a month um, in an eighteen wow. month period. So, yeah, that's yeah. Wow, good. how did you turn that around? Yeah, that's um, good question. Again, I mean, look, the main changes that we made. If if I had to break it down to core things, because you know, there's always lots of little things. But right. if it's if we look at the core things, definitely coming up with the setup and and the way that I structured contests and challenges were massive. Um, that's definitely been the best lead generation thing I've ever done by far and still proves to be that way for a lot of my clients. Um, we went from a one-on-one model to all small group personal training, no one-on-one at all. Okay. And I created what I call my hybrid membership model, which just a very high value membership for anybody in it. Uh, it gave the trainers a lot of capacity to earn good income and it gave the business um, really high margins. So I would say those are the three main core things we did. Um, you know, we also ended up opening up a second facility in that time, which was just a massive indoor boot camp. It was the biggest indoor facility in Australia. Um, if for you guys, size wise, it was 7,500 square feet. Wow. So um, it was a fun playground, you know, five and a half thousand square feet of AstroTurf inside. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was cool. It was it was a lot of fun. So, 
Yeah, I'd say that would be the main thing. And look, that's probably what drove me to where I am now. You know, just going through that process, seeing, you know, what I struggle with, seeing what a lot of other trainers struggle with, you know, has really led me on to creating products and becoming a coach to help other trainers do exactly the same thing. Right, because that's, that, that's how you got into fit, uh, putting out products about fitness contests and challenges. You actually used it to turn your business around, which is, I didn't know that. That's, yeah, correct. That's usually it's something motivating to put out a product for fitness professionals. You just, you, knowing that from my own story, you don't use pick something out of the air. Um, yeah, exactly right. They usually have something that you're passionate about or, you know, succeeded with or, you know, all the yeah, above. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, the first business we had, it took me 18 months to be in pro- to, to get to break even. When we opened the second facility, using challenges, using the models that we had in place, we were in $13,000 profit after the first four weeks. Mm. You know, which just shows you what you learn. You know, mm. you, you make all the mistakes. It, it really does just show you what you learn. Wow. Well, that's interesting to know because, you know, you've now come out with an upgraded product of that same thing, which we could talk about later, but um, we could get into that. But it would be interesting to find out what prompted you to revise it and update it or upgrade it, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, I I have another question. Um, I went to your website and I watched the video, one of the videos on your main page, and it shows you doing a lot of um, uh, Thai kickboxing style training. Is that something that you have a passion for? Yeah, look, I've been going over there for uh, 12 years. I normally go over once or twice a year and I train for a month. Um, When I couldn't play professional sport anymore, I've, I've always stayed very active, and for some reason I like hitting things. I know that sounds very passive aggressive but um, I just like contact sports Um, I really do enjoy something that's very physically challenging it's good for my ADD as well Um, but yeah look I've I've been it's actually what prompted me to move there you know I'd kept going over year after year and then businesses got to the point where they were you know very successful but I'd hardly seen my kids you know I've got three beautiful children I'd hardly spent any time with my little man so for me, it was just like, well, why don't I just move here? So I restructured everything, sold one business, and yeah, I, like I said, I, I lived there for two years. Wow. That's something else. And why'd you come back? <laughs> uh, why'd I come back? <laughs> Another great question. Um, it was awesome. Like, I loved it. But the problem is you're so removed. Like, you're so removed from everyone else. All my conversations and relationships were via Skype. Um you know, or I was just talking to Thai trainers most of the time trying to learn Thai. And I'm not bad at some languages, but for some reason, Thai w- was a real challenge to learn. Um, so, you know, it was just, it was time for me, I guess, to come back into, you know, I, I want to call it normality, but I hate that word. You know, just come back into, into society and, and get back to actually socializing with people more than just things online. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And now, did your family go with you? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so everyone, we sold everything we owned in Australia. I kept one business running, sold everything we owned, literally down to to everything. We had suitcases, so you know it was a massive life change. And uh, yeah, we we all moved over, and I went from you know spending one afternoon. By the time my little man was four, I spent one afternoon with him to then being able to be with them full time. So 
It was um, wow. It was awesome. That is quite oh. a change. That's an adventure. That's got to take some guts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are yeah. adventuresome. It was. Look, I, I've been fortunate. I, I moved a lot when I was a kid, so moving doesn't scare me. But you know, it was it was a great move. You know, and now even coming back, I have the sort of lifestyle and structure now where I still get to take my kids to school, hang out with them every day, and yeah, I, I really I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Wow, you yeah. really good point though. You've traveled a lot as a kid, kind of like a military brat would be. They moving for them isn't as great as somebody like me, who hasn't moved from this neighborhood since I was maybe a couple of times, but not far. <laughs> <laughs> Moving for me, that's a bigger deal. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, let's transition now. Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now, current, present day. It sounds like you've got coaching, you've got programs. It looks like you do a lot of stuff. What what uh, what? And you're still tr- you're still running. Um, you're doing online business, and you're also running a, a brick-and-mortar-style physical in-person business also, right? Uh, no. No more physical business anymore. I'm um, sold. Oh, you graduated. Sorry, you already graduated. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, no more physical business. I, and to be honest, I don't know if I'd ever own a physical business again. Um <laughs> You can relate. Uh, not because well, I don't enjoy it, like, but it's just a headache compared to not. Well, there's, uh, well, I have both going, but I have a business partner, so the business is, you know, she's really running that. But, um, cool. you know, that that's what, for the most part, that would be impossible to be two places at one time anyway. So it's... Um, it could be it's stressful enough doing the online business, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's you also have to think about exit strategies, which somebody brought up to me time, and I said we would discuss it on one of future podcasts because for sure a lot of people don't think about that because they're 25 and there's no <laughs> who thinks about that when you're 25, but yeah, more than double that, and now you're up, you know. In my age bracket, <laughs> and now you're now like, oh, forgot about that. I might have to get out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I you know, I spoke to a trainer yesterday who's been in the industry for 24 years, had his gym for 24 years, and you know, it's running. He's paying the bills. He's got a little bit of profit, but you know, if he decided to sell today or decided to not turn up to work tomorrow, you know, he doesn't. He wouldn't right. have a lot left over. So, yeah, you're, you bring up a, a very, very big point. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really, um, like, more important than people think, regardless of really the age, because I didn't even think about it. And I was older when I started my fitness business, you know, maybe around 40 years old when I went into it, okay. when I opened my studio, I should say. But, yeah, you know... It's uh, it's hard to uh, not not only turn a profit in a fitness business. Sometimes that's hard enough in itself. But yeah. when you go to sell, who are you selling to? Besides another fitness right. pro, um, you know, it's it's a it's a whole other subject. Actually, it's a whole other subject. Yeah, it's a it's a whole other call probably. <laughs> <laughs> so we better not go there today. Because I really wanted to ask you about the running of the challenges in the contest. For sure. And, um, you know, you said you turned your business around doing that. 
um, and I'm assuming fitness contests and challenges are not the same. They're, they're two different things. You run a fitness no, contest. Well, sorry, you go. Oh, no, I just wanted to know if it was, was it just uh, interchangeable or using fitness contests or challenges, or are they two different things? Did you run? That's a good question. In Australia, we call them challenges. In the U.S., a lot of them, I kept hearing contests. Okay, so that way you we named it fitness contests and challenges, but they're the same thing. Okay, because they, yeah, because they are calling them transformation challenges now or transformation contests, so I get, I see what you're saying. Okay. Correct. Okay, so Correct. you yeah. started running these contests or challenges, whatever we go on to call them, and this is how you basically one of the main things you did to turn your business around. So now you're teaching other fitness professionals what you did. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, if we looked at the core three things that I changed, it's. I, and when I work with new trainers, it's always the same. You know, you got to have that model right. If your model's not set up to pay you properly, to have enough margin, or to look after people the right way, it doesn't right. matter what lead gen you're doing. Um, right. When it comes to a contest, a contest or a challenge, uh-huh. it's the perfect opportunity for me to to show people what it is that you do really, really well. You know, how you position yourself versus the competition. You know, because people are actually coming in for hopefully now a short time frame, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, but they, they get to come in and they're committed to at least being with you for a period of time to experience what it is that you do and what you can do for them. Right. Um, if I look back at, at, at how it did transform our business, you know, I started the first challenge like probably most people listening to this call did right back when The Biggest Loser started. You know, which was yeah, literally it was season one of The Biggest Loser. So I don't even know how many years ago that was, but I thought, great idea, I'm going to launch this. So I did a 12 week, um, and I remember setting up my little Excel spreadsheet. And mm-hmm. for a person like me who's not detail oriented, it wasn't pretty. Um, but you know, we set that up and we tracked that. And I think I had 10 people who did the first one. It was uh-huh. one session a week that they paid for. They were committed to the 12 weeks, but. Out of the 10 people, I think eight people were current members and two were new. Right. Um, and like probably a lot so of people, I made a lot of mistakes. Right. So what would that would be probably what you would get doing your first one. That'd probably be what I would get doing my first one, not knowing what to, you know, you know what to do. So what? How did you market this? Or you know, going forward, yeah. what did yeah, you find sure. best to? bring in more of the outside clients, you know. Yeah, well, I, I th- and that's sort of what, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Like, you know, I set it up in a way that it wasn't it wasn't set up properly to, to help me achieve the end result, which is obviously get more people into it to try it and then sell, convert more people on the back end. And, you know, like I, I lost money off my first two challenges because the price cost me so much that I actually lost money. Um, you know, but then I, I was the first person in Australia to do a daily deal. So okay. I know I said at first, but it was, I guess, because for me, I had a lot of mentors who were in the U.S., so a lot of the stuff that you guys were doing was a little bit ahead of what we were doing. Okay. So I'd organize to do the first daily deal, and when I saw the reaction to that, I was like, damn, that's a lot of people coming in. Yeah. But after I did my first one, I literally decided I would never do one again. Yeah. All right? and, the, and the main reason being that you know, you're not in control of the outcome. These people had 12 months to take the deal up, 
they were they wanted everything for nothing. Um, yes, I could, it was a, a good opportunity to expose a lot of people to your business without having to do a lot of the marketing, but I really didn't enjoy the process. But the reason why I share that is because that's what led me on to create to creating my 28-day format. Because oh. one thing I realized, and, and I share this with a lot of trainers, is that if somebody's barrier to entry is big, you know, and you're asking them to commit to an eight or a 12-week challenge for two to $300, whatever oh. it might be, you know, if they don't know, like, and trust you yet, and they haven't been exposed to you or what you do, um, they right. don't have a relationship with you. Why are they just going to come along and drop that? You know, unless they're super, super motivated, which you're talking right. about a smaller percentage. Um, whereas when you create a shorter time frame, one, that's easier for somebody to think, yeah, I can commit to the next three to right. four weeks. Right. And two, when you drop the price point down, and I'll explain in a second how to make that viral, um, it made it easier for people to go, do you know what? Like if I, if I have to drop that amount of money and I only have to commit to that amount of time, I'm willing to take that risk because at right. the end of the day, it is a risk when they don't know you. Right. Right. And that's um, what a lot of the prior to daily deals dropping off kind of right before they dropped off, people were doing shorter things like, you know, 14 yeah. week fat burning furnace. You know, they weren't uh, <clears throat> throwing out these large like one month or or more stuff. Um, so they were doing like smaller, or one one month and less they were doing. So in a lower price point. What price point? Yeah, exactly. You, is that the smallest one you've done, 28 days? No, no, no. So, yeah. and it's funny, in, in the 2.0, I share this, you know, because there was a big reason why I wanted to bring out the 2.0, just from what I'd seen in the industry over the last three years since I launched the first one. And, yeah. You know, that point that you just brought up then was probably one of the biggest factors or, you know, for what's changed, you know, is that people's time frame, people's commitment, people's instant gratification now is so much higher than it's ever been. People don't have patience and they're exposed to so many more options nowadays that, you know, it needs to be very easy for me to make a decision right now, you know, and it, whatever it is that I'm deciding on needs to be consumable very quickly. So. Yeah. You know, I did notice that. I asked the question on purpose. I'll come clean. <laughs> I looked at <laughs> your 2.0 version of uh, challenges and contests and challenges, and I did notice that you started putting in, you put in smaller, well, not smaller, shorter time frames. Correct. Yeah, like yeah. the longest time frame well, out yeah, of anymore the five. <laughs> I don't know you how long. Just know they were shorter. Yeah, that's okay. Um, out of the five new um, outlines that I, I give, because originally there was three in the first one, like 28 days, six to eight, and 12 week. In 2.0, I give you another five formats, and the longest is the 30 day. You know, there's a 10 day in there, there's a 14 day in there, there's you know, different formats in there, but they're all shorter for the the reason that I just outlined before. Right. And when you do that, when you uh, well, I know you. We started to talk about a little bit about getting the people in. Yeah. Um, what was your, you know, how did you actually do it? I'm sure you didn't do a daily deal, so we should go there. We won't go there. For so, sure. Yeah. So maybe we um, can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I share this in my free video series for 1.0, but it, and it's 
true. I couldn't believe the reaction that we got from such a simple change. But we started off thinking, okay, you know, like our normal price for a month of a boot camp that we offered back then was about 197. So we thought, why don't we make the month 97? Anyway, we did that for the first time we ever offered. It was okay. I think we got about 20, maybe 30 registrants. About, you know, half of them were new. So I thought, you know, reaction's not, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, but what we did is we decided, well, I want to make this a little bit more viral. So what I decided to do was that if somebody brought a friend, they right. could do the 28 days for $49 each. And if it was a current client, they paid 49 rather than 97 And if they referred a friend, they'd get to do the challenge for free. And right. literally, in a five-day period from us changing that around, we went from having 70 people registered in the challenge to 165. Yeah. Wow. So it, massive change just because it was viral. And, and, you know, like any good business, you know, if you've got people that you like training and they're the right demographic, you want more of those people. And the best place to get them is through their friends because, you know, we hang out with people that are similar to us. It's just what we do as humans. Now, boot camp instructors obviously can use the same model. 100%. They have, have boot camp clients. How would they manage to do, to do it? And, you know, would you, how, what would you suggest they do? Like not just not just do the ordinary boot camp workout that they're already doing, right? No, 100% they do the normal boot camp. So, and this is a question I get asked all the time, so I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Is if somebody's already offering a boot camp, right? Right. And suddenly a challenge goes on, a lot of trainers think, well, why are my clients going to pay extra if they're just getting the same sessions? Right. And what I would say to all of them is, is what you want to try and do is obviously look at where you can add extra value that people want to pay for, okay? That's one step of it. So, you know, it's either maybe one session a week, you add in a special type of session, you know, with a special theme or just making it fun, like a special challenge itself, you know, right. like a partner workout or, you know, like a, some sort of, I used to create like an amazing race workout where people used to go around and every time they found a cone or an obstacle, there would be an exercise that they have to come back and do. And then it would, whoever finished the most amount of exercises in the hour would win, you know, two free movie tickets or something. So it's just creating a bit of a buzz. It's adding things like different food plans. It's doing things like accountability point system that you track throughout the challenge. It's adding in homework routines. It's adding an accountability Facebook group that's different to your normal one. It's all these extra little things that you can add right. value. But then the second thing is there's always a prize. All right? And for a lot of trainers to go, well, I can't afford to offer a prize. Well, you don't need to actually fork anything out of your pocket if you can align yourself with some businesses who are happy to offer their services for free so that they can start getting more clients or, at the very least, offer a free membership. Right. You know, offer a free six- or 12-month membership worth X amount of dollars because then what happens now is the people who are currently clients and the new people, they've got to pay to play. You know, they've right. got to invest to, to be in the running to win and just to commit to actually getting some better results in a, in a four-week period. I am. I'm just. Uh, I'm just uh, uh, enjoying this. I'm listening and taking notes. I heard a click. I didn't know if, it, if we lost you, but also my business was calling me at the same time. I think I forgot to mention I was on the podcast at later time. <laughs> and, uh, Adam, I have a, another question. I'm really intrigued with all this 
cool stuff that you've done. Um, you know, maybe if I can ask a more general question or back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are new to the fitness business and they're from all over the place, all over the world. Um, and I know things might be a little different from country to country, but in general, you know, what would you, what advice would you give a new person coming into the industry? Or maybe, uh, we have a lot of trainers that have been doing the one-on-one thing for a long time and now they're just now getting into the group training or the boot camp thing. Um, what advice would you give them if you were to talk to a, a new trainer or a young trainer? Very open question there. But <laughs> um, look, yes. if I didn't know anything about their business, which you know, normally if I am talking to them, I, I would find out a bit more about their business. But the first thing I would say is you've got to be clear on who you want to help. You've got to be clear on why you want to help them, and you've got to be clear on how you're going to help them. Otherwise, you really don't know if what you're offering is going to attract the right people, deliver the right experience, and create the end results that both they want and you want. Right. Mm. You know, it's, That's good. It's, you know, like if I if I decide to offer a CrossFit, and right. I'm in a demographic where it's mainly morning mums, and you know they're interested more in fat loss, you know, muscle tone, and just generally feeling better. And suddenly every workout of the day is a wad. You know, there's there's a disconnect there between. You know, am I offering a program designed to get this person results or are they just turning up for a WOD every day or I'm just calling my boot camp sessions boot camp and there's not a clear program that these people can relate to and that I can recommend to them to get great results. Well, right, and that's the bottom line, right? Yeah, I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, and, um, well, we've talked about it on, on previous podcasts a little bit about niching or having an a passion or your niche. We've talked about not doing random workouts and, you know, exactly. as not all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, the, exactly. Once in a while. One of, one of the best things I ever got to do in my business was get to the point where I could say no to some people. I know that might sound like a funny question, but when you get really clear on who you want to help, why you want to help them, and how you want to help them, it gets easier to see who is and isn't the right fit for your business, you know, and then you can get really passionate about the people that you are attracting and that you do want to help, um, you know, and, and structuring your business around that from day one as a new trainer is vital because as new trainers, we do what everybody does, right? We just need income. So we take whatever we can get, <laughs> you know, you're doing a bit of this, a bit of that, and somebody decides they want to pay you this and then you accept that and, you know, if I could go back, that would be the very first thing I would do, and I would stay strong to it from day one. What you just said, Adam, is huge. I, I've been again. talking to some – yeah, this again. is really huge. Yes, please. Yeah, say that again or reemphasize that for us. <laughs> Which part? The whole thing? What would you do again? You, would, you, said, you said I would do this if I had to go back to day one. That's what I would do. Yeah. If if I went back to day one and I sat there and I did my course or I decided I was going to be a trainer, the very first thing I would decide would be those three things. Who do I want to help? Why do I want to help them? And the why is not just about me. It's also about them. You know, why do I want to help this particular type of person or demographic? And then the how becomes my program, my accountability, my member care. You know, what am I trying to deliver to make sure that I take the best care of these people 
So they right. end up with the best results. And then I'll end up with the best results because I'll be attracting more of them to my business. Wow, and then if you get your model fantastic. right. Fantastic. Yep. I've been on the phone with a lot of uh, newer trainers who um, they they did the exact opposite of what you just said, and they're starting to pay for it. So they just take, like you said, they take whatever they can get. And I was guilty of it too. I'm sure most of us were. But you know, in the very beginning, yeah. you have you're, you're gonna you're, you want to take a boot camp, and your boot camp is at you know in the morning or something, and then somebody else wants to work out with you an hour later. And you don't want to say no to them and force them to go to the earlier time, so you take it. And then somebody else, eight hours later, wants to work out with you. And somebody else wants to work out with you at 11 o'clock at night. And somebody else wants to work out with you at 1 in the morning. And you just say yes to everything. (laughs) They end up miserable and burnt out. And they don't even make that much money anyways. And they end up quitting and leaving the industry. And the statistics show that the majority of them quit. And, and, you know, nobody even makes it into their 30s as a trainer. Most trainers quit while they're still in their 20s. Right. Well, statistically, it's 15 months. 15 months. Is that right? Well, you know, one of the problems I I see, and we've talked about this too, is that trainers really don't invest any more than they have to. And and even at that, that's pushing it into their own business growth and knowledge. Correct. You know, it's just like, okay, I'm a trainer. Now I'll hang out on Facebook and try to pick up some workouts for free, and uh, you know, and then I'll yep. be uh, I'll be okay. Well, yeah, okay <laughs> for a while. You won't be successful. You won't, you know, you won't grow. And you, you know, and then sooner or later, you start getting the business questions. You know, correct. Again, you know, <laughs> you get free answers. So you know how they say you get what you pay for. So yeah, well. It- the the biggest thing that I see with all of that, and I, I agree with you 100%, uh-huh. is that nowadays what you'll see with happening in the industry is there's so many places popping up, like so many, like the amount of facilities per capita is ridiculous. And if right. you don't get your model right, or at least your vision right, based on those three questions I outlined, how right. are you going to position yourself against anybody? Why should somebody come to you over somebody else? Right, because everybody's going to have some clients. I mean, you exactly. know, it's just like every guru is going to have some following, <laughs> you know, yeah. to relate to what I do, right? And we yeah. Do, every guru has a following. Uh, everybody is going to have some amount of clients. Well, if some amount of clients is your goal, <laughs> then you've you've succeeded. Stop complaining. You know, you yeah. you're making what you're making. But if you want to, you know, to grow the business and to actually stay in business, then you're going to have to, have to invest in something, <laughs> you know, and actually more than one thing, you know, as yeah. far as education, um, different products that are out now, they're out there to, to help fitness professionals. You don't have to buy them all, but, you know, you have to buy what you're, you know, Pick like you said. Pick a niche. Pick something you want to expand and learn, learn and grow and do, and invest in it and actually use it. That's exactly right. You know, so exactly we, right. Well, I mean, you don't have them investing. To to- right, and then they invest and they don't use it. I don't know, but that's that. That's you know, everybody has that a little bit. Well, I have a lot. It's like my anybody. Heart. Right. Well, just like Jesse said, someone you coming out, if I'm coming out and I want to run a boot camp and 
really, to be honest, most people doing a course, they might as well get it in their Kellogg's Cornflake blocks. You know, like they're not getting any education. You know, no, no offense <laughs> to anyone out there who sells it, but I've just found that there's no comparison for the life, you know, life education that they'll get. And, you know, being able to have somebody like Giorgetto who offers, you know, boot camp routines, even if I only use three of them or it spikes an idea or it gives me a different format or something that I can put together, great. Somebody else might offer software that helps me manage and do things like that. You know, like you have to invest. I've invested multiple six figures over my life with mentors, programs, systems. Some of right. it great, some of it not so great, but I've also come up with ideas from the stuff that wasn't great. So you bring up a very valid point. Exactly. That's a very good point, too, because I also have that same experience. And even when I first started the uh, Sheer Victory, it was very, very, you know, scaled down. It was brand new. And, you know, now it's involved, way more involved than even Jesse's in. Jesse's on board, and there's coaching involved with your victory and, you know, modules. And it's like a whole, you know, you have to evolve with the, you know, with the industry and with the times, and you just can't exactly. continually stay the same. And that's what gets Yeah. Me, you know, on speaking of industry. I, yeah. You know, Adam, I wanted to ask you, too, uh, we like to talk about our, our predictions, and, you know, we're not always right. Sometimes we are, but we like to predict what's going on. And, and where, how do you feel the fitness industry, Where do you? how do you feel it changing? How do you see it changing? Um, you know, what, what are your predictions? Where is it going in your, in your point of view, from your point of view and your perspective? Where do you think the industry is going? Um, you know, in, in relation to this whole group training, boot camp, personal training, what do you see, or or what 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 area of that do you want to talk about? I just want to hear. I just want to pick your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I sort of touched on it a bit before with all these twenty four hour gyms popping up. You know, cheaper price points, people committing. You know, that model is not going to go away because they're just big marketing beasts. Those things. You know, they want to fill three thousand people into it at nine dollars a week, and you know they'll have a ten percent or a five percent active membership base. That's not going to change. But what is changing is convenience. All right, and people who want something that's simple, easy, consumable, not complicated, you know, and fast, they're going to take it up, right? So that's why these things have grown to the way they have because somebody can rock up, it's 24 hours, I can do whatever I want when I want. Okay, but in saying with that, it actually excites me that those things are growing so quickly because it makes standing out even easier. Because if you offer value-added results-based training programs, it is so easy to stand up for the competition. And uh-huh. the only thing you have to do, and I'm gonna, can I swear on this podcast, <laughs> is you've got to give a shit. You've actually got to care. You know, you've got to, you've got to do what you say you're going to do. You've got to, when I say add value, you know, I'm even talking at a basic level. If somebody hasn't turned up to your training program more than once this week, give them a phone call. Send them a text message. Follow them up. What's going on? How are you going? I can't believe how many trainers don't even do that. No, so, they're asking. In terms of, yeah, that's funny. I just saw that question on a forum that on Facebook on a Facebook group. That almost exact question. I peep, I have about seven or eight people with this thing. I think something like that. And now you know, only one or two are showing up. What do I do? Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm getting old because I'm getting. Either that or I'm getting burnt out because 
when I saw the question, I was floored. You don't know what to do? <laughs> was my response to myself. I, you know, I think I thought it was obvious that you would call. Like, and I guess that's where I go wrong. Like, I think that it's so obvious. What but you, it should be, but... Yeah. Why aren't you making it? Like, you know, what is... What's their excuse? You could read behind the lines. Exactly right. And that's at a core level, right? That's not even anything that I would get excited about. That's just something that should be a non-negotiable. In in terms of the industry itself, you know, like if you don't have leverage in your business model, so if you're still stuck in selling your time for money, um, you're going to die. It's just, there's just too much out there. People, you know, you're doing too much. You're not getting the reward for your time, I guess. You're not leveraging it as much. And again, people are so withdrawn from people nowadays. We're, we're stuck on our mobile phones the entire time. People walk with their heads down most of the day, you know, that if you can create a community feel, you know, you create a culture where people feel like they're part of a family, where they've got relationships, connections, all that sort of stuff, you will always succeed. Right. And it's kind of hard to get that on, on Facebook, even though it's, you know, it's got its pros, it does have its cons. You know, oh, 100%. But I'm talking more like when people are coming to your training or they're part of your boot camp or they're part of your small group personal training, you know, that way they're, they're part of something. They feel like they belong to something. Right. Which, you know, when as soon as people have that sense of belonging, their commitment level and their retention just goes through the roof. Right. Yeah. You have to be in, a, you have to be in, involved in, you know, with them. There's tons of ways. I mean, you're doing an in-person business. <laughs> you have to be personable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, you just got to show people you care. You know, you genuinely care about the results and you're committed to helping them. And they it's can really pick that not up. that hard. People pick that up in two seconds. The first time they're with you. Just, Second exactly time right. Yeah, they, they don't. Well, it's not something you could fake. Exactly. <laughs> you really can't fake that. You know, you could you could try to fake it and it it will last as long as the, you know, long as I'm saying it <laughs> about 10 seconds because people exactly. know you get a vibe you know so yeah now, Adam w- we've got enough time for you to talk about I, I think there you guys were hinting at a special offer for our listeners Oop. yeah I, I know I tried to uh, I actually gave out some free the free gifts yesterday I know that they went over big um, but right. uh, I didn't get a chance to mail today. I was under the weather. But I know you have fitness challenges or fitness contests and challenges. This is the 2.0, so it's been you've included everything in 1.0 and then some. And um, you also put in a bonus, I think, and uh, a discount. And I'll try, I'm definitely going to get another email out on that hopefully this weekend. Right. <laughs> and, um, an email or two, but um, it's a good business model, I know. So let's ask you this, so you can answer it in this way. There's yeah, a lot sure. of transformation programs out there. What would differentiate yours from other transformation programs that are sold online? I I, yeah. I know that it has more <laughs> in it, but let me hear your your answer. 
Yeah, it's a great question, you know, and it's it, the question itself is what leaded me to create the 2.0. Okay. Because with 1.0, I knew I gave people a good sense of how to structure a challenge, how to set things up, how to how to how to create it in a way where you're clear on what your objectives are from the beginning all the way through to then the conversion at the end. So people knew how to do that, how to run it. Um, they also had email series and marketing material, all that stuff, which was great, but uh-huh. I didn't give them a way to go out and market it. And based on what's changed so much nowadays, you know, a lot of marketing, at least direct selling or direct response marketing, has changed a lot in the last three years. So one of the biggest components in the 2.0 is actually showing people how to set up an online sales funnel from step by step, you know, so that they can launch any program, but especially a challenge, you know, how to actually set up a sales page, how to connect it to a payment, how to connect it to a registration form. So rather than setting this up and spending your time chasing money, I help you set up an automatic sales funnel. So basically you can just promote the offer and people will be registering and paying online and all that will be coming through to you automatically. You know, uh-huh. plus again, like I said, in the 2.0 is just giving more short-term, high-value, value-consumable formats so that you can get these things up and running, you know, six, eight, ten times a year. Right. Right. So there's further programs. And do you include any of the promotional ways to promote? Yeah. So we go through – there's another – I basically bought a program, all right, for two and a half grand. Right, which is just full of a whole lot of emails, right? Emails right. for pre-sale, emails for how to indoctrinate clients into your business, how to upsell people, how to basically run anything you want to with any promotion and anything going on in your business. It cost me two and a half grand just to get those emails, and those emails are included for free inside this product. Um, so you know, we go through all of that, how to promote. There's marketing material in there. There's gifts in there. There's how to structure certain things. There's a whole flow chart showing everybody how to go from concept to setup to conversion. It's all in there mapped out so that now you guys can go in and you can choose your format you want. You can decide how you're going to market it. You can learn exactly how to set up an automatic sales funnel, and then you've got everything in place you know, to make the most out of what is an unbelievable lead generation system. Right. And do you get into the workouts at all or do you just No. No, not... no, you know, I leave, I leave that to experts like you. Yeah. Um but no, to be honest because for me it was more about all right, this is a Mark. lead generation That's... machine. Right. You know, and you can do it whether you've got small groups set up, you can run it whether you, you could eat, you could try and do it with one-on-one, but I wouldn't. Um, you can do it with a boot camp, you could you could do it with any type of a format like that and as long as you're you know, delivering the things that I outline in each program and offering the value that would attract enough people, um, then the training, I guess, is up to you. I do in the 1.0 model, there's, there's about 10 group workouts in there based around those sort of challenge formats I was talking about before. Right. My well, that is, that is included. Yeah, and that's included in this. 1.0 Correct. is included in 2.0. So Correct, yeah, which is huge because yeah. 1.0 was... 1.0 was 397 on its own. So, you know, I included it in this for anyone who didn't have access to that. And I'm actually, if anyone reaches out to me and say, say, lets me know they have 1.0, I'll, um, I'll give them a special offer as well. Um, and for Georgetta 2, I've included my FitPro Thrive Guide program in there, which is the top 10 systems to make sure every fitness business thrives. 
so that now that you've got the lead gen coming in, you need to make sure that that model and those systems are in place to capitalize on them the best way possible. Right. So that's all that's included it. as well. That's it in a nutshell, <laughs> right? It is. It is. So, Jess, what did you think? I think this is amazing. Adam, really appreciate you having having you on, and I think we may have to do a follow-up because your life is too interesting for us just to have one episode about it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I would love to. Um, also, and, and we also need more of the accent on this show, honestly. We're, 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 you know, we just don't have enough of that on the podcast. Um, and all, yeah, Adam, and there's what, I was just going to say, Adam, what's in store for you in the future? What are you looking forward to? Like, uh, what's what's in, what what is uh, Adam Kenzie looking forward to down the pike? It's a, it's a great question. You know, I've got a couple of things in the pipeline at the moment which I can't leak out. But um, basically, again, just based around helping trainers get more clients. Like, if I, I surveyed my list of over seven thousand trainers a group of them in December last year, and, and the biggest issue that all of them are facing is marketing and not knowing how to get more clients or not knowing where to start with their marketing. So that's something I really want to help a lot of people with this year. I set myself a goal this year of helping a 1,000 trainers that I do not know. Right. So, you know, I've been going all the way through from reaching out to people on Facebook that I don't know, that I'm just offering free help to, uh, calls, different programs, everything else. That's what really drives me and excites me. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, I, I'm a simple guy. I get to play golf a couple of times a week, get to train and get to hang out with my kids and travel the world, and that's enough for me. And I know you've helped somebody that I know. I knew uh, yeah, cool. Tracy Rodriguez. And we worked with uh, we worked on a few uh the Sure Results, the workout books. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah, and I, she seems to be extremely happy. She just opened the facility, and I saw, you know, couple of things that she had posted and you know i've talked to her so she she's reached out to me every once in a while we'll still we'll still email um but she's out on the west coast and i'm on the east but yeah i saw that she she's thrilled by the sounds of it (laughs) from working with you yeah just to give everyone an idea right tracy had a boot camp and that boot camp, you know, when I first started working with it a year ago, she used to bring in about eight, between four to $800 a month on direct debit. Business had lots of challenges. She was at a point where she needed to do something. So I'm like, I think we need to take a gamble here and open up a facility. Scary. And I'm sure a lot of trainers would be in the same position. Like, when do you do that? How do you do that? So right. to open it, we actually launched a 28-day challenge. Yeah. She had a four-week lead-in, she used my exact pre-sale emails that you guys have got access to inside this product. Uh-huh. She did some Facebook posts. She didn't even do Facebook ads. She just did Facebook promoted posts to a landing page using the same system that I teach inside the online module in this program. From day one, she had 175 people paid her to do the challenge. By the end of the four weeks, she was already in $2,000 profit Right. Four two months later, which is where she is now, she actually sent me her numbers last week, and in three months of opening up a brand new facility, right, which is a hard thing to do up front because right. you've got to outlay the capital, right. she's now in close to five grand profit a month. So she's earning over ten grand a month on DD now. Yeah, she and this facility looks cool. I mean, I saw it on Facebook. It's called uh, Iron Girls or something like that, and it's uh, all yeah, pink. Yeah, yeah. I saw a pink tire and, you know, pink this. I mean, she, 
with like uh, you know pink tires and pink equipment and it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I did I did know all of that and I did know that she, you know, ran the I didn't know exactly that she ran the chance uh, challenge to open it up, but yeah. I knew that she uh, had done something and and you know and went way over her projected um, her projections. Her yeah, goal, she killed it. Goals. Yeah, so that was great testimonial, you guys. Yeah, we great testimonial for this program. It's awesome. For sure. For sure. Yeah, she's, actually, I think she is a testimonial on your page, isn't she? I think yeah. she is one of them on the on the on the fitness contest and challenge two point page. Yeah. Yeah, she is. But um, I had known of that from, from before I even uh, spoke to you about this uh, program. So awesome. We actually did do the whole hour. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Adam. We really appreciate having you on. Um, we've just got a, a, a minute or two left. Any last words? Um, look, I think overall, like anything in life, you know, you put in what you what you you get out what you put in. And when it comes to a challenge, when it comes to anything, like you can buy this product and it can sit there and you can do nothing with it, or you could buy it consume it you know literally you could take up what's the 28 day challenge module get something up and running in the next two weeks and even if it starts with 10 brand new people to your business you know that's 10 people you didn't have and you're making money up front it's not going to cost you anything you know or at least you're going to cover your initial costs so you know it, it's just for me it's always about action you know and if you want to really make a change in your life you've got to You've got to take action towards that. So, you know, anyone who's listening to this call obviously is interested in, in learning something or gaining something. So now that you've learned or gained it, do something with it. That's awesome. Excellent. I actually ended my last my couple of newsletters with those words. I usually say, <laughs> you know, I usually say, so I don't even know what I say at the end before my email, you know, the sign-off, but the last couple was take action. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I actually have a question for you, Georgetta. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I I'm launching my brand new Side Edge for Trainers podcast, and I would love to have you on that. Oh yeah, I didn't know you were doing one. Okay, sure. Well, we'll be doing a six o'clock, uh, eight a.m. one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sure. We'll, we'll coordinate the times again, but it w- it would be great to have you on that show and and, and share everything that that you've done in this industry for sure. Okay, because uh, well, we that's going to be a long call. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank All you. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll have you on again. Sounds great. All right, guys. Enjoy your evening. Okay. You too. Take thank care. you.